At Arizona State University, we've made online education better, smarter, and more personalized, so you can go further in your aspiring field. I decided to pursue medicine once I realized that ASU did have the online program for biological sciences. You're still required to learn the same curriculum. You're still being tested on the same content that anyone would be tested on in person. The comprehensiveness of the program prepared me so well for medical school. Explore over 300 programs at asuonline.asu.edu. Welcome to Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Sponsored by Hope in Mission, LLC. To connect with the show, go to insungkim.org. That's I-N-S-E-O-N-G-K-I-M. Dot .org or listen to Insung on oneplace.com. And now it's time for yesterday, today, and tomorrow with your host Insung Kim. Hello, this is Insung Kim from yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Uh, wow, time goes so fast and it's a new year for 2024. And we have a special guest, and Mr. John Smith-Baker, and Fathers in the Field. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor. Yes, and oh, it's very curious. Uh, please share with us uh, about yourself, a little bit about yourself, and this uh, Fathers in the Field. Well, thanks, yeah, well... God saved me when I was 40 years old, oh, wow. and uh, yeah, it was a road to the masses experience, and uh, I remember uh, on my knees begging for God's for- forgiveness for all my worldly sins, mm. but then I heard the Heavenly Father say to me that I need to now forgive my earthly father for abandoning me when I was young, mm. and I was actually in my mom's womb, and my sister was three years old, but you see, as a fatherless, growing up a fatherless boy, I told myself every day I would never, ever forgive my earthly father mm. for abandoning his family. And God knew that was my deepest of sin, my unforgiveness of my father. And so uh, he had to call it out, and I, I relented and repented. And that's when I felt a rush in my body. That's when I knew I was born again, a new creation mm. in Christ. And uh, praise God, He healed me, and uh, He redeemed me and saved me. And uh, I went back and wrote a forgiveness letter to my father. To summarize it, I told him what he did was terribly wrong, mattered greatly in my life, but through the power of Christ, um, I have been forgiven, and I want to forgive him as well. And uh, that was the whole journey starting of, of, of my my story, my new chapter in Christ, and then shortly thereafter, God put on my heart to start a ministry to fatherless boys like myself to share with them a Heavenly Father that will never leave or forsake them, and that's called Fathers in the Field. Wow. So um, it took 40 years for, yes. for you to recognize that was the pain that you yeah. had. Mm. Yep. I didn't really know. I didn't understand it. I, it was just, I always tried to fill that hole, that wound, that hurt, 
um, through accomplishments. And I tried to always win everything, be perfect, achieve. And that was my drug of choice uh, accomplishment. And that still didn't satisfy me. Um, 15% of the fatherless children take that route because they try to earn their father's return and affection. Mm. 85% of them flee and rebel and create destruction. Mm. You know, and you, we see that playing out in society now with all the fatherlessness. But they're the ones that uh, want the world to know that they're hurting and they're mad that uh, their father took off on them. Mm. So uh, only 15%. Uh, choose to be uh, kind of successful. Yeah, ultra ultra achievers. Yeah, mm. if you look at many of the successful people in the world, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can look at sports athletes. You know, from Lance Armstrong. You look at political figures like Barack Obama. I mean, there's there's they're filled with these people that have a unending striving in them to be successful. To be and, a, uh, that's yeah. To be accepted. Yeah, that's their, yeah, to be accepted and to be loved and uh, admired. And they're trying to fill that void that they never received from their earthly father. Mm. So, I mean, your story is a little different because many um, other gentlemen uh, experienced fatherless after they become, um, like, you know, recognizable age. And they are having very difficult time. But you did not know. You're born, and you did not recognize until when that you the fatherless matters to you. Oh, I, I mean, I, my father took off on the family when I was in my mother's womb. But mm-hmm. I knew I had a problem, you know, as soon as I can remember. Um, I had to be shuffled into daycares where I was loved loved all unloved all day mm-hmm. and uh alone and lonely and wondering where everybody's at well my mother's worked two and three jobs and uh so no i mean i i mean i was 40 year olds when i finally gave up that that sin of unforgiveness but uh i knew something was wrong from my earliest of age and uh plus you have then all the chaos in your family that fatherlessness creates poverty uh, stepfathers, bad stepfathers, you know, so um, more abandonment and uh, abuse. And so, you know, when the father leaves the home, uh, the children in the family are left unprotected. And it's just a sad state of affairs. Mm. So uh, really, we have some a large population. I, I couldn't really understand because I came from a different country. We had a different picture of America that um, that we learn uh, on the other side. So I never learned there is such a thing as fatherless in America because um, when I growing up, uh, when I was growing up in Korea, there's a Christian bookstore. There's many beautiful family pictures uh, that um, I thought. Um, America didn't have a problem like Korea had it because Korean had a fatherless because of Korean War and has a lot right. of issues. And so I was surprised as I living long enough to understand. Probably twenty years after I lived here, I start seeing something that I didn't know. So it's it's a little shock yeah. thing to me. Yeah, it's a it's a 
you raise a good point. You know, this fatherless issue started really in 1960s, mm. and it's accelerated from that point. In 1960 is when the government uh, put on the new Great Deal, and it allowed the government to be the father, mm. and and it incentivized. Uh, uh, out of wedlock births and all kinds of stuff because mothers, single mothers would get more money from the government, the more children they had and the more need they had. So it, it, it really is accelerated. I mean, if you look at the inner city now, there's 75% follows this rate. But back in 1960s, there was 10%. Mm. So at that point in time, you know, this whole country really started abandoning God and uh, really went on a cultural death spiral. Because if you look, if you, if you our history a little bit, mm-hmm. in 1960, 1962, the Supreme Court ruled that prayer was not allowed in schools mm-hmm. in 1962, and that was the destruction of faith. Mm-hmm. In 1963, the Supreme Court ruled Bible reading not allowed in schools. Mm-hmm. So there you have a destruction of truth. Mm-hmm. In 1964... President LBJ, the Great Society Welfare Program mm. uh, that we just talked about. So there's the destruction of, of dependence in the inner city. And then in 1969, they had no-fault divorce, mm-hmm. so the destruction of the family covenant. Mm. In 1973, you had Roe versus Wade, yeah. allowed mothers to kill their babies, and that mm-hmm. was destruction of life. Mm-hmm. And in 2015, you know, recently here, the Supreme Court decision for same-sex marriages, so they have a destruction of marriage. Mm-hmm. So the cultural death spiral in America is, is here, accelerating. Mm-hmm. The biggest one that the devil is going after is, is the next generation of pastor providers and protectors, mm-hmm. and that's these fatherless boys. God gave men special roles in God's kingdom, mm-hmm. and... Uh, the devil knows what he's doing. And that whenever the cup of marriage is broken, mm-hmm. uh, there's always great consequences, not only for the soul, the family, the community, mm-hmm. and also the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, one thing that when I was uh, volunteering in the crisis pregnancy center, a lady came yeah. and talked about um, having a child uh, extra child for the extra money from the government really shocked me. And yes, I, yes, I don't know. Um, that system is the answer for the solution. Yeah, it's it's just it's just the incentives. But I believe the devil, evil mm-hmm. people know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they guise it in trying to be uh, helpful. But I think they know that it incentivizes bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And um, it's sad, you know, and that's the role of the church. You know, we live in a broken, fallen world, mm-hmm. bad stuff, sad stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that's the role of the church, not the government. And uh, yeah. that's just the way it's supposed to be. But sadly, government wants more power, more control, all that. And that's how they get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, especially parental right is really concerns me. Oh yes, and in our time, and so yes. uh, yeah, I mean there is still hope in this country. 
the still constitution protect us we can still fight right yes always hope for sure christ makes it clear there's always hope you know we pray for revival good people Mm -hmm. and uh you know it all starts with prayer as you know Mm -hmm. and then and then godly people have to stand up and not be pushed around Mm -hmm. and not and not let the lies uh, triumph, but they need to speak up and let truth triumph. Yeah. Like yourself, your life is victorious. And, um, I mean, begin with the 15% try to thrive to be a successful. That's still positive. Yes. Yeah, still positive. And then top of that, uh, you found Jesus and uh, actually in a uh, kind of ministry in this uh, field. I mean, that's a powerful right. Yes, I mean it's. I mean there were some benefits to being successful, but mm-hmm. uh, but the motivation of of why one wants to be successful, you mm-hmm. know, is, is really the issue at hand. I mean, um, what happens typically when somebody wants to be successful at all costs is they end up abandoning their children through divorce. Mm. So instead of having chaos in their life and having out of wedlock births and and sleeping around and having all kinds of kids with all kinds of women, mm-hmm. ultra dry, they typically get married, they have kids, but then they get divorced because they put themselves above above their family and their mm-hmm. wives. So we end up abandoning our children just in a different way. And so mm-hmm. um, ultra successful people really have a have a certainly a high challenge and a and a, and a high rate of divorce, mm-hmm. and that's that. Because their children pay the price. Yeah, it, it's absolutely true. And also, this high achiever are focusing on successes because in the brain there is a trauma is is yes. controlling. So basically, you I mean everybody who has PTSD trying to figure out why it happened, how it happened. It's all in the, in the plane our brain and make us to focus on. Uh, be successful because that's kind of part of healing um, or well, it's, not focusing on the problems, just focusing on yeah, achieving, right? Yeah, well, well, what, what it does, it, it's just their drug of choice. Mm. It's a different kind of drug. Mm-hmm. So the adrenaline of success is no different than adrenaline of drugs. Mm. And so it's just a different kind of drug, if that makes sense. Mm. So like people use alcohol to numb pain, people use success to numb their pain. Mm. So they don't have to deal with things. They're dealing with whatever they're trying to accomplish. So it, it's it's all avoidance over mm-hmm. the issue mm-hmm. of being deeply hurt in your soul mm. and uh, God's plan. Anytime God's plan is broken, there's always consequences and they always have to be dealt with or they control our lives. And uh, people who are fatherless mm-hmm. um, are deeply wounded, and uh, and and really, um, they view it as the unforgivable sin. Mm. And God's word tells us that there's only one unforgivable sin, and that's unbelief and um, the grieving of the Holy Spirit. So it's uh, this this sin of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. is deep down inside them because they tell themselves every day, I'm never, ever going to forgive my father. Mm. And so this this unrepented sin in their life really controls all their emotions. 
mm-hmm. all their behaviors, and it's a deep-rooted bitterness, anger in them for their father leaving. Mm-hmm. And so that's what has to be dealt with through through forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So people who lost their father, um, not because they left him, they go through their own pain as well, right? It's different, right? Yeah. Yeah, they... It's yeah. In fact, you know, it's a it's a it's a fatherhood abandonment through death. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, whenever the father is not there, there's a wound, and mm-hmm. it's one of the one of the realities we have to deal with. So, in even in church today, you know, fifty percent of believers are divorced. Mm-hmm. So you know, half their children are dealing. Half of the church's children are abandoned mm. because the father has to live in the home to fulfill the biblical roles of being the pastor, provider, and protector. Mm. So when a father dies of death, premature death, mm-hmm. you know, that boy still does not have a father in their life. So the fatherhood roles have been abandoned. Mm. So they have the, the wound, they just have it for different reasons. And typically those children are mad at their dad because they view it maybe the dad took a an unreasonable job that was high risk mm-hmm. and they he he chose the job over being a father mm-hmm. instead of take or they're mad at God because God took them home took them home or killed them or you know whatever and mm-hmm. and so they're mad at God so mm-hmm. there's still an angry bitterness unforgiveness for their dad not being in their life. Mm. Because I, you made a really good point. Um, there's a many different kinds of fatherless. But yes. one, yeah, one kind you said, of the father who lost father will ach- you know, achieve in the world and focus on their career and abandoning children. So it's kind yes. of a cycle, right? Yeah, yeah, we're in the... Almost the third generation of fatherlessness in our nation now. That's why the tsunami wave is on its way. I mean, we're in deep trouble. Mm. We we're and this you know we're over fifty percent in our nation now. You know, a million new fathers' children a, di- a year come mm. come into our thing, and a, a, a million graduate into adulthood that are still carrying this wound. And this doesn't even include bad fathers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. Our nation is in a big world of hurt, and the church has to wake up to this fact and Mm -hmm. start dealing with this issue within the church, and that's fathers in the field. It's a a mentoring ministry that men can be mentor fathers in the life of the father's boys. But when's the last time in your church you heard a a deep sermon on the fatherless issue? Mm -hmm. Or the the single moms are the widows of our time, Mm -hmm. and... They're the largest unchurched people group in America now. Even yeah. if they wanted, mm-hmm. even if they wanted to come to church, they can't because these moms are working the service jobs on the weekends, mm-hmm. and they can't come to church. So, the church has to wake up to this fact. Mm-hmm. They have to start. As I read the Bible, the fathers and widows are the mm-hmm. closest to God's heart. Mm-hmm. It's the number two issue mm-hmm. in the Bible yeah. for believers and churches to deal with, mm-hmm. and they're not. Yeah, and. And James, James says it very well. Pure mm-hmm. religion mm-hmm. is to defend the cause of the fatherless and the widows. So, w- what is our churches? What are our churches doing? Mm. And you're supposed to share the gospel, mm-hmm. supposed to worship, but then after that, you're supposed to defend the cause of the fatherless and widows, and they're not. Mm. So the church has to be woken up to this this issue. 
Yeah, what I see is,、um, you know, the if there is a boat to save people, right? And if it's overwhelmed and unbalanced and ship sink, I,、yes. I think in a certain point that、uh, you know ship is healthy, we save one or two, and then just keep adding them, right, and heal them. Right now, it seems like、uh, the overwhelming majority、yes. needs help. Yes, and that's what、yep. you're right. So yeah, and, yeah of, they yeah. need they can be helped,、mm-hmm. but the church is the church is not opening their mouths. In fact, the, the angriest God has gotten at His people in the、mm-hmm. Bible, as I read it,、mm-hmm. is over this issue.、Mm-hmm. The, the His children, Israel, was giving lip service. Mm. To the fathers and widows, they were、mm. using them, but they weren't helping them.、Mm. They would give sermons on them, but they wouldn't help them. I see. So it's sad. Yeah. So yes, it, it does seem overwhelming. But、mm. the first place is for churches and pastors to start talking about this issue from the pulpit, and、mm. secondly, stop pretending that divorce. Does not create a fatherhood wound.、Mm. Divorce does, and、oh, half the people in church now are divorced. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Sad, sad.、Mm-hmm. It's sad. So it's a big issue, and、um, it you know the church, our nation, our communities have to come to grips with it, or it will overwhelm us by the tsunami that's on its way.、Mm-hmm. Pastor Pastor Greg Laurie says it best. He says. The family can survive without the nation, but the nation cannot survive without the family. Wow, absolutely、yeah. true. Absolutely true. Yeah,、mm. and then we have to empower a father with the power of the Holy Spirit. So when tsunami comes, when any hardship comes, they can stand, not run away. Right? Yeah. Well, if you look at this, this culture is at war with men. Mm. This culture hates men. It hates masculinity, and masculinity is a gift from God.、Mm. It's a gift from God for women. It's a gift for God for children and our communities and our nation. And Satan's out to destroy. You see it every day. You know all the passivity,、uh, the, the feminism, and the homosexuality issue, the effeminate men. All these are a sign of the fatherless nation.、Mm. That's what's happening. If we wonder why the rise in homosexuality, it's because of the fatherless issue now.、Yeah. When you don't have a man, you know, it takes a man and a woman, the nurturing of a mom, masculinity of a man to grow a he- healthy child, both male and female.、Mm-hmm. So it takes them both to grow a healthy child, and that's the way God set it up. Yeah, absolutely. It- It just even like when I was raising my children, I have two girls and boy. It was very difficult to really sharing the gender difference of the role differences because、mm-hmm. we're all mixed culture, and, and it, even though we don't change the gender, we change the roles of the boy and girl. So I think that's they start right there. The healthy family. And there's a father, and there's mother, and then children, and there's boy girls to be a balanced, right? Balanced role in the family, and that's how they learn, right? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, God God gave us, God defined, God described, God ordered the divine structure of family, mm. the divine order of church. And whenever we as people, his, his, his creation, think we know better and try and do it differently, yeah. it doesn't matter the culture, it doesn't matter the nation, mm-hmm. God's word stands everywhere. And mm-hmm. when his plan for family mm-hmm. is changed because man thinks better, there's dire consequences. Mm. But there's many problems, but I'd love to share with the guest um, with our audience about guests who have a solution. So you have a solution of this, uh, yeah, yeah father uh, in the field. So, yes. yeah, we can talk about next program uh, about this uh, father in the field and share with us about the website. Yes. Uh, you can learn more about this amazing ministry to help mobilize the men in the church to make a commitment into the life of fatherless boys. But that can be found at fathersinthefield.com, fathersinthefield.com. Yeah, thank you so much, Mr. Johns, Ms. Baker. We'll continue our program uh, with uh, this ministry. Thank you for listening. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we'll be back next week. Thank you. Hey there, content creators, podcasters, and live stream enthusiasts. Are you ready to take your content to the next level? Introducing StreamYard, the ultimate platform for live streaming, recording, and podcasting. With StreamYard, you can effortlessly connect with your audience in more places than ever before. And the best part? It's absolutely free to get started. That's right, free. No hidden fees, no trial periods. Just sign up for free today and start creating content that captivates your audience.